It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. Well, it's a Tuesday morning, the 12th day of October. The week is either going fast for you or incredibly slowly. And if it is a little dreary, this weekend it might speed up when you start pursuing properties. Isn't that the case? The more that you enjoy something, the faster time goes by. Coming up this morning, we have our podcast series, Buying Perth Property, because Perth is still performing despite some problems around supply at the moment. And Matthew Hughes, the founder and managing director of Capital Property Advisory is joining us. And good morning, Matthew. Welcome back into the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Thanks, Craig. Great to be back with you, mate. Yeah, great to have you on. So on a lot of people's minds uh, right now in Perth is the increasing rate of the population growth in WA. It's something that we've spoken about and it looks like the rate of capital growth in property is following the same path. Uh, CoreLogic, of course, released their report for September and I'm sure, Matthew, that you read those numbers with plenty of interest. Yeah, absolutely, Craig. We've seen just uh, a few weeks ago, and we spoke about this, that the uh, the rate of uh, population growth, we were already number one, and that was trending up even further. So jumping from 23 to 2.8% annually over the last 12 months. And we're also number one nationally over the last 12 months in terms of the growth rate on properties. And the thing to remember there as well is that the, uh, the growth rate is actually still trending up. So the last five months, for example, we had 066 and then last month, 1.3% growth in each of those months. So it's trending up and and looking like well into the double digits annualised now. Yeah, it's definitely something we have spoken about and we will come back to you in just a moment, Matthew. We will talk more about what is happening in the Perth property market next. Every morning from 6am, we bring you the latest real estate news with diverse perspectives from leading industry experts. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week. And Thomas in Collingwood, good morning to you. Thank you for your email. You're in Melbourne and you wrote to us saying that you are a 23-year-old who has been saving for five years for the deposit. Good on you, a busy bee, and you're currently looking to buy an apartment and you feel more empowered. And we love this. You said that you felt more empowered with the information that we've been able to give you. That was great to hear, and we just love the fact that you have taken to the content. Of course, it's all about the guests that we feature. They are the ones with the mountain and mountains of information. But please do this. Email us once you have bought your apartment. We would love to hear the result and how you get on. And, of course, you can email us. Our email address is podcast at gmail.com. Now, if you're turning a year older today for the 12th day of October, happy birthday to you. Marion Jones, she's turning 47. She was the, the sprinter. You might
might remember she won three gold medals in the 2000 Summer Olympics in Sydney, but was later stripped of the titles after admitting using enhancing performance drugs. Also celebrating today is Hugh Jackman. He's turning 55. And Richard Wilkins. He is turning 68 today. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country, let's have a look at that weather word. First we go to Sydney. Should be a mainly fine day. Maybe a chance of rain this evening. Certainly warm. 31 is the forecast high. Melbourne cloudy with the possibility of some showers and 20 degrees. Brisbane mainly fine with 28. And blue skies across Perth today sitting on a perfect temperature, 27. Remember to follow us on any of the podcast platforms so you never miss a real estate podcast. You can follow us on Apple, Spotify and Amazon. Know your property with us. And it is a Thursday morning. We are back with Matthew Hughes, the founder and managing director of Capital Property Advisory, being kept uh, pretty busy at the moment. And clearly, Matthew, the uh, Perth market, it is thriving, but nonetheless, it presents certain challenges for buyers and there are different strategies that investors can employ to generate equity or perhaps enhance their cash flow. What's your perspective then and advice on renovations in Perth, whether it's for profit or optimising cash flow? Yeah, that's a tricky one, Craig. We um, Obviously, the market over here looks very good from the outside looking in. We're undersupplied. There's excess demand. Everything's growing. But if you're looking at employing strategies to improve cash flow like renovation, uh, you're looking down the barrel of a construction industry that is still taking a lot of time to execute any sort of renovation. And the cost to do so is still well above uh, what makes sort of a feasible financial sense. So I'll give you an example of a, a property that we looked at recently for an East Coast investor. He bought this some time ago. Uh, we bought it well, probably for about, I think, early 700s at the time. It might be worth close to a million dollars now. And the strategy was with this one was always to convert the carport, which is under the main roof and sits next to the master bedroom into a second bathroom because this was a four bedroom, one bathroom house. So recently the client contacted us and said, can you get us some quotes to go ahead and create that second ensuite bathroom as well as renovate the small bathroom that is in the existing part of the house? We got quotes originally when we first purchased the property, and this this overall job would have cost about seventy to eighty thousand dollars. The most recent quote almost had me fall out of my chair. It was one hundred and eighty seven thousand dollars. That gives you an idea of what uh, we're dealing with in the construction space over here. And for that reason, what we're advising investors to do is, if you are buying, it doesn't matter if the house is quite depreciated at the moment. If it's not on fire, we can get you a good tenant tomorrow. So just place a tenant now. Get your good yield now. And then if you feel like you need to renovate it over time, do it later when labor and materials are a little bit cheaper and also do it when you perhaps have to compete against a higher supply market. Because at the moment, there's no, um, it's not incumbent upon any landlords to do anything to their properties outside of the essentials, obviously. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a very good illustration on just how expensive making these alterations are. So what are your thoughts on adding an extra dwelling or perhaps a granny flat to an existing property to improve yields? What's, uh, What's your takeaway here? 
Yeah, look, granny flats or ancillary dwellings are a, a good strategy that we've seen employed around the country. Um, it's often employed to improve yields, and that's the, the primary outcome that people are chasing. In Perth, it's almost like you're trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist because yields here are so high already. Unless you're extremely yield sensitive as an investor, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense to be doing this in WA. The other concern with granny flats is not just the time and cost to build them over here at the moment, which almost makes them um, uh, something that you can't really take on as a project, but also the fact that what we've seen in the past is when your property with the, the new granny flat is revalued by a bank, you're not actually increasing the overall value of the property by what you have spent. So in essence, you can be losing money, essentially on, losing money on paper in that scenario. Um, but on the valuation, you can actually take a backward step in an attempt to bolster your cash flow. So that's something that really needs to be considered before you look at doing something like that in WA. And is it true that some investors are looking to improve cash flow by looking at either dual key properties or even using a HMO strategy, which is a house in multiple occupation? Some investors listening might be just wondering if this is a good idea and what do you advise for your yield sensitive clients in this space? Yeah, look, this is a great way to bolster yield. So the HMO strategy especially, uh, there's a company that I've seen over here in WA that specialises in this and they're good operators and they get good outcomes for their clients. But I think it's a very specific client that should employ this sort of strategy. If your strategy is primarily cash flow, flow driven, um, then this can work for you, but it would depend on your time and your stage in your life as well. I think if you're sort of edging towards retirement and plan on keeping this dwelling for the, the remainder of your life, that can work quite well to really improve your cash flow quite dramatically. But the, the issue that I have with either dual key or HMO type properties, they're very purpose built for specifically that. And so in a resale market, your resale is limited purely to investors. And that could be problematic depending on the timing of your sale. If you think about it from this perspective, not that long ago in Perth, um, when the market was softer, only 9% of our overall buyers were investors. So that's a very small target market for the resale of your property. And in essence, when you're trying to sell something, you want obviously demand to be outstripping supply. Um, and you're not going to have a lot of demand in that type of market for a property that only appeals to investors. Now, more recently, we've, we've exploded up to 32% investors. So there would be a market for that property, um, but it's still quite unique in its appeal. So if you're looking for a balance of cash flow and yield, I'm not sure this is the right approach. But if you are almost 100% yield focused, then certainly it's something you could consider. Mm, yeah, okay. And the final option I guess I can think of to create some profit or improve cash flow would be development. So how are things looking in this space at the moment? Still not great, to be honest. We're still sort of sitting on the sidelines in the development space ourselves, just finishing off some previous projects and haven't started anything new for some time. Uh, we have started looking at um, a few sites recently and just tr just trying to get a gauge for where a good development site sits. And the best case scenario that we've seen, if you're running an accurate feasibility and making sure you're including all costs and, and reasonable timeframes to be able to complete the development, most of them are breaking about even if they're a good site. Um, a lot of them are showing five to 10% losses. So it's not really a market with the cost of construction and cost of money 
and the time it takes to construct that is prime for development. Um, but having said that, we are starting to encourage a lot of our clients who bought with us prior to 2020 at much lower prices to consider starting the planning process. So get their WAPC approvals in place, um, have a look at the market in six to nine months when they get that approval through and then decide, do I want to demolish and construct now? Does it stack up? Or should we just sit on this approval for three or four years and perhaps do it later or maybe assess it on an annual basis? Um, a lot of these clients, bearing, bearing in mind, a lot of them bought their properties perhaps in the mid 500s and they're now worth 850 to 900. So they have the benefit of having purchased at a much lower price point and that's where the profit will come from when we run the feasibilities on those. Um, even when factoring in those high construction and lending costs, I think there'll be some substantial profit for people that purchased back then. Mm. And so given that none of these strategies seem to be working in Perth's uh, unique market at the moment, what do you suggest investors do instead? Because they will be listening this morning wondering... Yeah, look, it's not all bad news. Um, look, there's definitely opportunities in the market. It's challenging to get in. Uh, our advice would be to get yourself a good property or if you're a developer, a really good piece of dirt somewhere, rent it out and just wait. Uh, over time, if the market keeps appreciating, that's where your profit will come from. If that end product keeps appreciating in value as well, if you bought the right site. And with very little new stock in the pipeline, getting into the market now and perhaps starting that planning process, but not pulling the trigger on your demolition and losing your income uh, too soon could put you in good stead to beat the stock that is coming to market in the future years, beat that to the market. So uh, I think there's a, a good opportunity to get in there and, and purchase your property as quickly as possible before your dollar continues to depreciate every day as the market continues to grow. Matthew Hughes, does anybody know the Perth market more than you? I don't think so. Thank you once again, Managing Director of Capital Property Advisory. Yes, you are a wealth of information. Thank you for all of that. Some very good talking points and I'm sure plenty of takeaways. Enjoy your Thursday and catch you back soon. Thanks, Craig. Talk to you soon. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 